Today's episode is brought to you by Kindred.com. Kindred partners with local churches everywhere to make smart giving a possibility with a simple tap, click, or text. It is a beautifully simple concept. I love the ability to give with my phone because it allows me to be generous even when I don't have cash on me. Uh, because let's be honest, I never have cash on me. With Kindred.com, it takes that element completely out of the equation and it unleashes generosity in your people by making it as convenient as possible to give. Here's how it works. If you want to give by text, you simply send a text to your church's giving number. And the first time, they'll reply with a secure link to register. After that first time, all you have to do is text the amount you want to give and you'll receive a confirmation. Kindred also allows you to embed a smart giving button on any page of your website, and you can set up scheduled gifts to occur on a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis. So it really is user-friendly for the people in your church, and it also works on the back end as well. With their powerful tracking system and fast end-of-day transfers, Kindred works hard to make it just as easy on churches as it is for their givers. To find out more about how Kindred can help you and your church, visit kindred.com and unleash generosity in your church. For our listeners only, enter code SHEEP during sign up for your first month free. Welcome to the Leadership Podcast. This is the show where we talk to people who are good at what they do to inspire leaders to get better. My name is Roman Johnson. I'm going to be your solo host today. Uh, Jared normally, of course, is is with me hosting, and uh, but he is not today. He's big time shirking his responsibilities, and I'm a little bitter about it. I'm kidding. He is actually uh, he's not feeling well. So maybe hey, send him an encouraging note or a tweet. Say hey, buddy, get well soon. We miss you on the Leadership Podcast. I know I definitely miss you. This is me. Now it's coming from me, Roman. Jared, if you're listening to this, miss you. Hope you return soon. Uh, I think you'll be back next week. It'll be good. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of flying solo today. So uh, hopefully hopefully this is all right for you. We're flipping, we're flipping the script. Um, hey, if you get a lot out of this show, we ask that you would definitely subscribe so it comes to your inbox or it comes to your, uh, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts automatically. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, or definitely share this with somebody. If maybe you, you listen to something and you think, hey, I know someone who could really use this, uh, send it to them. Text it to them, get the link, send it out via electronic mail or maybe tweet or Instagram. We would really, really appreciate that. And of course, rate and uh, rate us on iTunes. That, that helps us out as well. Hey, today, like I said, we're flipping the script a little bit. Um, we are talking health, fitness, uh, wellness, this is something, a topic that as leaders, it can be easy to overlook. We forget that we are, th- we are made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body, and a lot of times we neglect the body aspect. And so that is the topic of conversation today. We're going to get into some really practical stuff. The featured conversation is with uh, a guy named Dusty Otis, who was um, actually one of my football coaches back when I played, if, if I played football, if you can believe it, uh, for one year. And he was my, fo- my football coach back then. He is currently a campus pastor uh, for Church on the Move South campus. And uh, he's been doing that for a couple years. But before that, he was the strength and conditioning coach for Lincoln Christian School uh, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's actually the, the high school of Church on the Move. And he, he did some amazing things with that strength and conditioning program, professional level, like college, definitely professional level programming uh, he put together. So he is a wealth of knowledge, and he saw some athletes go through some incredible transformations while he was at Lincoln through his programming. So we're going to get into some practical 
practical stuff uh, today, and I would encourage you to lean into this, um, take some notes, and apply what we talk about. Some of the topics of conversation are the importance of a, mo of a morning routine. Uh, we talk about Dusty's morning routine, and this is actually even before he, he even hits the gym. He has a, a series of habits that he goes through in the morning, every morning, and it really sets up his day to succeed, not only just health-wise, but just spiritually, mentally, 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 and physically. So it's very important. We talk about how to eat healthy with a busy lifestyle. Um, you know, with fast food on every corner, is it possible to eat healthy? Uh, and if so, what are some practical things that we can do? And then we talk about goal setting uh, when it comes to your health specifically and the importance. Is it important? Do we need to set goals? Uh, spoiler, we do. Uh, so those are some topics of conversation. So without any further ado, I think we should get to my conversation with Dusty Otis. Dusty, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, hey, for our listeners, tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Background is uh, I'm in my 17th year here at Church on the Move. Um, golly, I've been a lot of places. That's good. Uh, been in the guest services department for uh, a big stretch of that. Coached at Lincoln Christian School as well. That is a private school here on the same property. And um, just recently, two and a half years ago, I transitioned to be a campus pastor here for us at one of our local campuses. Uh, been a phenomenal transition and awesome change. I uh, got a wife. I've been married 10 years. We got three kids, Oscar, Kaz, and Laney. They are six, four, and two. And um, man, just the road that I've been on here has been incredible. So honored to be here. Honored to be on the on the podcast today. I'm a, obviously I'm a listener. I'm a listener. Awesome. And so uh, good to be here. That's great. Um, so uh, we were just talking before we we got going here. Uh, this, this podcast and a lot of leadership material uh, out there, we, we talk a lot about the, um, the mental, the, uh, the spiritual aspect of leadership, even the organizational aspect of leadership a lot. Uh, but we, a lot of times we forget, we don't touch on just physical health and taking care of your body. And so that's the main topic of conversation today. Um, so why don't you give us a little background on yourself um, when it comes to uh, fitness and overall health and well-being. You've been into that for a while, so give us, give us some background on that in those areas. You said it. Uh, we are three parts whole, so spirit, soul, body. The one thing that we tend to neglect most more times than not is our body. And so, uh, man, for me, um, being on the, on the strength side, obviously I've been in coaching for the last, you know, 14, 15 years. But before that, I was football. Football led me to, to kind of find my way into this, into this zone. Um, I... I kind of scratched the itch of being a pastor through coaching, to be honest with you. And so, uh, long story short, uh, got into football in third grade, didn't know what that was. Seventh grade, started really getting organized and uh, started lifting at that point. Really fell in, fell in love with lifting weights. Um, and then uh, my 11th grade year in high school, uh, we were juniors, we had nine seniors returning. It was a big class. I graduated from a really, really small school. And... Um, I'd got those guys to come up and lift. To be honest with you, um, I stole the key to the weight room. <laughs> and uh, we lifted all summer long at 6 o'clock every day. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, but I do remember that, that the guys who were successful, the teams that were successful were in the weight room, and they were running to prepare for the season. So we did that. Ended up making the playoffs my senior year for the first time since 1963. Um, I graduated in 2000, so if that will give you a little bit of a little bit of – Kind of a marker. Wow. Um, and at that moment when we actually succeeded, um, I thought, there's something to this. And so um, salvation 
and uh, my walk with Jesus became real in 1997. I got baptized in 1999. When I got baptized in 1999, I knew that I was going to pastor church. I didn't know where or when, and so I just kind of stepped into the college realm and followed um, exercise science and got into that, and then we started Lincoln Christian School. We got a varsity football program, and I felt called to come back here. I did. I jumped in the construction department, was working construction. All right. And uh, So was, lifting things still. Yes, still lifting. <laughs> and, uh, and so then that, that actually transitioned into where we were building the field house where we do all of our strength conditioning for Lincoln Christian School. And I kind of came up, when I was in college, I was working at uh, a local gym there running kids camps and coaching kids and it just fell in line with what I was doing and so um, again God opened a door for me to come in here as soon as the field house was done being built here um, I was talking to uh, the head coach and the athletic director at the time uh, coach Melton he has been a mentor to me a best friend a kind of a father figure in my life I can't tell you where I'd be without him he's been awesome that's Darren me. Melton, Darren uh, Melton. He's, he's head coach of, of Lincoln Christian mm -hmm. at the time of this recording yes and so um fell under his leadership and he hired me on we made the transition and as we did um, just slowly gained a little bit more uh, responsibility to uh, I was working in guest service at the time we had some community groups going which were basketball and football leagues volleyball leagues stuff like that that was the church side and then I was getting a double up I didn't have to teach which was phenomenal um, I'm not much for math or history so uh, that was a big double bonus for me and uh started with just football. I, I played football, so it was easy to transition to coach. And then um, ended up gaining all sports, um, boys and girls, 7 through 12, including a summer camp, which is really, really cool. Our summer camp is 1st through 12th grade, and uh, we call it Summer Pride. It's phenomenal. And um, I was a victim of Summer Pride uh, yes, in high school. Now, to, not to interrupt, but uh, you, you were a football coach of mine. I don't know if you remember this. I do. <laughs> You were stuck. <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't. You were. What, what do you remember of, of, of me in the football program of ninth grade, uh, you know, lifting weights with my, my stringy body? I remember you could catch whatever we threw you. <laughs> and you had height. You had some size on you. Even though you were skinny, you were long. And I, and I thought, man, if we just throw the fade to that guy and win, you know? <laughs> oh, man, if only. I got out of there in ninth grade and went yeah. over to basketball and, and, and lived the dream. But... Uh, Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to throw a little nugget in there. Of course. Nugget, he's my, he's my, strength, my th strength coach from yeah. back in the day. Uh, okay, so I, I didn't know this. You, you actually were called to, to be a pastor in 1999, you said? 1999. You knew you were going to do that at that point? I remember standing outside the baptism area, drawing my left ear out, and just clear as a bell. Um, I knew I was going to pastor. I heard it. I felt it in my heart. I knew that I would pastor. I did not think in my wildest dreams it would be for church on the move. And so, funny how God just kind of continued to grow and, and develop me in my leadership, gave me great people to look up to, Pastor Ethan Vance, obviously our, our, our founding pastor, Willie George, has been a phenomenal father figure to me in my life, great mentor. And so as I came up here, um, man, to be honest with you, I was actually driving, I was driving to work uh, three years ago, roughly, and uh, man, I knew transition was coming, I had, I'd had several opportunities in the past, but nothing was right, and uh, Glenpool, at the time, we were calling our, our, our South Campus Glenpool. Uh, it had been in my heart, been on my mind for a while, and I was kicking it. I was just kicking that thought and the idea of even transitioning over there because I had been pulled over so many times in that town, so I kind of had a... <laughs> chip on your shoulder against I did, it. I did. <laughs> and so, uh, but it was all my fault. And anyways, and so uh, I kind of, I was shelving that, and I, I was walking through this opportunity, and, and 
finally, I, I'd sought counsel from several of the guys that I kind of lean on here at church in Lincoln. And um, finally, I went and, and sought out Pastor Ethan Vance, and I just said, hey, yes, I just, man, I'm, I'm not done here. I know I'm not done here. What else is there? And I just asked him, I said, man, what's going on at Glenpool? And it was crazy to see how um, God kind of put me at that place. And the, and the place we had the conversation was the place I was drying my ear out when I was called to be a pastor. Like it was, I was wow. right there. I was standing right there. That's amazing. And so um, he said, we're looking for, we're looking for a campus pastor out there. Have you ever? And I said, yeah, didn't think it'd be here, but yeah, I'm supposed to, I am supposed to pastor. And so um, what, how I justified Lincoln was um, coaching is pastoring. When you're leading kids, and whether it's a first grader or a 12th grader, you're helping them get better. You're moving them forward, or you're, you're helping them to progress. And I'll say this, man, coaching and pastoring go, they're, they're hand in hand. When you coach a kid to do something and you see it come to fruition, there's no better feeling. It's the same thing on a Sunday, seeing somebody that you've been pouring into take a step and be water baptized. It's the, it's the exact same feeling. And so, um, man, just to see how God prepared me over the past you know, 17 years to step into this role has been incredible. So good. Um, That's awesome. Let me say this, how I keep this going right now. um, Obviously uh, God gifted me to coach kids and, and I've gained, I've gained a wealth of knowledge from you name the coaches from D one coaches to high school coaches all across the state and and obviously our country. But um, right now I've got them in small group. We've got 13 guys uh, that are gathering right now. It's the spring semester. And uh, we just sit around and talk about food and weightlifting, progressions, periodization, uh, you name it, we're talking it. And then we just tie a little Jesus in there. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe some Jesus. Group. That's good. Maybe some Jesus. And so um, keep him in the loop. <laughs> we do some self-talk and, and That's we just awesome. talk about being men. It's been a great group so far. We're just two weeks in, but but really, really good. That's great. Um, so you're 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 obviously you're a pastor, you're a leader. Um, and I don't, I know that this is a podcast, so people can't see you, but you are in, in great physical shape. Um, I know you're, you're bashful about it sometimes, but, um, huge guy, uh, and, in very good shape. Um, but has being into fitness, into lifting, has this helped you Has the things you learned there helped you in leadership and, and pastoring? I know you touched on it a little bit, but what are some, some specific aspects that you've kind of, that have carried over? Um, I think that we can life is is crazy where you can dabble and feel like well i think i should do this or i should or i should maybe change this up and and what's what's good is um one of my favorite quotes is motivation gets you started but habit keeps you going That's it's just so creating good. can you say it one more time motivation gets you started but habit keeps you going and essentially it's just creating good habits and so um as boring as structure sounds you need structure you need a consistent a consistent time where you're eating lifting uh, doing your cardio, and then obviously the biggest thing that I think we miss out on today is rest. We don't sleep enough because we're so busy. A uh, ton of blue light, ton of iPads and iPhones and everything in front of your face right before bed, so it just messes up your sleep cycle, and, and then you wake up feeling groggy and you're behind, and so it just takes getting some structure. Let's, uh, let's talk about that a little bit then. So structure, um, as, as a first kind of jumping off point to, um, to this conversation about getting healthy um, as leaders. So what what is what is let's just start with this. What does your daily structure, maybe weekly structure, look like, and and how can we learn from that? Um, man, I just I just changed this. So with with this transition, um, trying to figure out how to keep that morning routine really tight, really yep. good, 
And so uh, for a period of time there, I was waking up and having quiet time and going to going to lift and then or exercise and then jumping back into quiet time and kind of focusing on my day and then attacking my day. Uh, the last couple the last couple of weeks, I've actually changed that. It's very, very structured um, to where I wake up. I have some prayer time. Um, from prayer time, I have a couple of confessions. I would tell you that self-talk is one of the biggest and best things you can do uh, to set yourself up to succeed. And, and define that a little bit. What is self-talk? Um, it's just confessing great things. So I, I will confess or speak life over my kids every day. That's one over my over my wife. And then there's a there's a start your day with God that, that that I found in a book that is just incredible. It's called Scripture Confessions. It's really good. You can find it on uh, Amazon. It's an eight dollar book. But um, when I started speaking life over the different areas of my life, uh, man, it was crazy. It was crazy how it will change your perspective. And even when a when a bad circumstance or something bad falls on you, just to be able to this is something we've been taught from from Pastor George forever is man. The tongue is the power of life and death. You know what I'm saying? The things you speak, you tend to live. And so even down to um, to our kids, it's always, man, think it, believe it, speak it, and you'll live it. And the things that you give place to, the what ifs or the why nots, uh, those tend to derail you. And so um, I wake up, I got some prayer time. I'll pray over my family and and life, obviously. I got those confessions that I do over over my family. And, uh, and then personally... Then I'll read. Uh, in my reading time, what I found the best thing to do when I read is I used to just consume a ton of information where I was reading several chapters a week. And uh, what I slowed down to do is to, to, be in, to be diligent to go one chapter a day. And then um, as I go that one chapter, I read it once, then go back through the second time, highlight, and the third time, read the highlighted parts. Oh, man, that's good. And then, out, and then actually sit and think on and for lack of a better term, meditate on yeah. what those verses mean, why they stuck out to me. Essentially, get quiet and let God speak to you. Uh, after I do that, I'll, I'll jump into a U version study. Uh, I love Rick Warren's 365. I'm in my fourth year in it. Wow! I just hit restart every time. It's so a big, good. It's a five minute nugget uh, that just man, it just boosts your day. The cool thing about that Rick Warren uh, devotion is the first ten days or so are talking about setting up your year, and it, it is all about health. And so um, even if you don't read the whole 365, I would tell you to check out the first 10 days of that, yeah. of that Bible study. It's really cool. Uh, then I take some time to write and just reflect. It gives me a chance to um, figure out where I'm at. Um, the best thing that I've been able to do is this. Uh, this is the hardest thing for me to do is to write. And so reflection essentially is yesterday. If I'll write about yesterday, I'll, I'll essentially see. It helps me to reflect and see all the things that I missed. And so it is... Um, what did I win? What hurt me? What felt good? What could I have done better? And what's great is at the end of the month, I'll go through all those entries and you'll see a common thread and you'll see, uh, you'll see a, a place where you're like, okay, God's trying to tell me I need to fix uh, how I'm working with this person or yeah. I need to, I need to paint my house. Like I've said, I'm going to paint my house for the last, <laughs> for the last uh, three months and I still haven't done this it. This is so. practical stuff today. Yeah. Some practical stuff. And then um, I've been intentional to uh, just have some quiet time. And the quiet time is uh, it's a little bit crazy because I thought it was weird in the beginning uh, just to shut everything off. And so uh, put some music on. It's called Liquid Mind. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll it, link to that in the show notes. Uh, Liquid, Liquid Mind, Mind is uh, it's instrumental. It's not spa music, uh, <laughs> but it is very, very low-key. And what, it, what, it's, what that's allowed me to do, it took me about two and a half months to get this right. And so um, I sit down to get quiet, 
and I was doing it for three minutes because it, I would just I couldn't sit still. Yeah, yeah, oh and yeah. So your mind's racing. You've got a lot of stuff going on. I think that we all feel like this. We have uh, so many things that are stealing our energy and our time that uh, it's hard to like get our mind just focused on right now. Absolutely. And so uh, just to sit down before my day ever starts, after I've went through that routine in the morning, um, has been great. I went from three minutes to five minutes, and then about a month, about a month in, what happened was is uh, it wasn't working. I couldn't sit still, I couldn't stop thinking. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this for seven minutes today. And something happened between six and seven minutes, I'm, I'm guessing, um, but I really felt like I was here. Like I was, that all three parts were here. Spirit, soul, body, I was right here. And um, it was amazing. It was, there was peace. And so I thought, okay, that day I just did seven more minutes. Wow. And I just sat down again. And then, so I did it for 15 minutes every morning now, and it's so great just to, um, just to be in one place at one time, not to be weird. And uh, <laughs> what's good is after I get done with that time, then I look at my calendar, I see what I have on the list that day, and it makes sense. It's not like, there's not 17 other things in the back of my mind saying, well, I've got to do those with this. It's just, it lets me attack my day. And then I worship on the way to work. There's something about just screaming your face out to God on the way on the way to the gym that, that really makes sense. And so, um, so this puts, is all before your workout. It's all before my workout. And it's so only, what time? What time are we talking? Are you getting up then? Uh, Four fifty-five. Oh yeah. You can call it five o'clock. We're, <laughs> yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it makes you sound a lot cooler though. Four fifty-five. It's like I love, hardcore. I love being five minutes ahead. It makes me feel good. That's good. So, so all that happens before your workout, and then and then you head to the gym. Head to the gym. Now, I'm not trying to be super spiritual because when I get to the gym, we turn on Metallica or ACDC. <laughs> you don't have Hillsong or, going on in the no, gym. No, <laughs> no, you can't. It's, yeah. it's kind of tough. It hurts your motivation a little bit when you're lifting to, uh, and I'm not going to try to bash any, any, slow, any slow Christian music, but yeah, so um, I've, we've even been known to have a little Rob Zombie on every now and again. Oh, so, hey, okay. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not by the book, but this is the biggest thing that I've fixed in my life where it has set me up to be successful with the rest of my day. And so um, I feel like, uh, man, it's, to, it's Matthew 6, 33, seek first kingdom of God. All these things will be added to you. And so um, what I was doing in the past was taking care of the physical side first and the spiritual side second. And man, when I made the shift, and this has just been, this has just been a couple weeks ago, when I made the shift, my, I wake up excited about my quiet time right now. And it's not like it's not going to be this three-hour process. It is, it's an hour, and those are 10-minute windows. And so, um, and I don't stick to that structure like it sounds. I mean, if, if I'm reading and it's going to take me 10 extra minutes or I need to dig a little deeper, read some commentary or whatever, then I let that take over the, that writing time. It's real easy for me to shelf that writing time, especially there's nothing really pressing that day, and I, and I wrote yesterday. Um, but where it all comes together is that quiet time at the very end, just to be still. I think it says in Habakkuk 2, 22, 2. I'll, I'll find that. Um, it's just as be still. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm God. The whole earth is, is silent before me. And so just, just to get quiet and say, all right, God, what would you, what would you have me to, to see with what I just read, with what I just heard, all that? What can I, what can I do to, to move my day forward? And how can I get better with that? And then, and actually. Go to my and that's really that's really practical stuff. Um, just just on daily routines and and summarize that 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 routine quickly. So what are the what are the, the three or four things that you do? You do uh, first thing in the morning. It's wake up. Do you have like coffee or anything or no? Uh, no coffee. <laughs> that's just straight up. Four fifty five. Wake up, and then you do your reading. Okay, five o'clock. Uh, five o'clock prayer, and that's I'm praying over 
Um, and the single things, especially, so I used to lump my, my wife and my kids together. I pray for them individually now. I pray for their gifts. I pray that I would, that, that me as the head of my house would, would develop them yes. and steward them the best way that, that, that God would show me wisdom, insight, give me direction on all those, on all those things. Uh, 510, I, I just confess, I speak life. Again, that's out of that scripture confession book you can find on Amazon. Um, and there is so many different, that's a book of, I bet there's a hundred confessions in there. And again, it's just speaking life. That's it's good. just knowing that, that um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Man, we'll speak link to life. that in the show notes, that, that book specifically. Uh, 520, I'll read. Um, and I'm, st- I'm starting to kick Proverbs back in. Um, I shelf Proverbs for a long time because I'm type A guy. I will, I will, man, I, I'll, I love Proverbs more than any other book. And so I knew that was the case. And so I started doing book studies as opposed to Proverbs. Um, 5.30. Now, if that reading time takes longer, then the U version won't exist, but but I'm always going to get that U version, even if it's at night before I go to bed. Yep. And then uh, 5.40, I'll write, write, re- write and reflect. And so there's two things you can write about. Reflection is yesterday. If you just sit down and think about yesterday, that'll help you reflect. And then if you write about today, that just allows you to dream. What's on my plate? What do I feel like I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? Who am I pouring into today? Who? What, what are my big buckets I need to get done today? And then obviously uh, seal it up with quiet time from uh at five o'clock and that'll go from uh sorry 550 to uh six or 605 more times not 605 and then i just get in the car and i worship on the way on the way to the gym Uh, okay so then you get to the gym uh and then so what kind of what kind of training do you do you do oh man we're all over the place and so uh everything i i would say that the 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 ditch that we all fall in is and i see this time and time again is we come in and most guys are going to come in and hit the bench press, some bicep curls, the lap machine, and uh, shoulder press, and they're going to call it a day. And yeah. then they'll take Tuesday off, and they do it again Wednesday. And so if you think about the successful uh, workout programs like T25 or P90X or cross, even CrossFit, uh, what they do great is mix it up. Right. And so most people think that when you go in the weight room that it's, it's either a meathead place or it's an athlete place. And so really what we've been able to do, not just, not just with our kids, but with myself, um, every six weeks we change it. And so if I started in January, January is a good starting point for you. January is, is typically the time where everybody's fired up to get in the gym. Uh, they're also fired up to get in church. God bless them. And so um, we'll take we'll take, yeah, we'll take that, them. Right? And we'll so them. Um, when, you come, when we come in in January, essentially January is a, is a great place to start over. And so January is a great time to relearn technique. It's a great time to lighten everything up, increase your reps um, to where the rep range might be 18 to 15 reps per set in January. Um, Maybe not so many supersets, but really just focusing on lighter weight and technique, making sure everything's right, especially if you've been... um, been working to gain strength through everybody's calendar is different so let me ask this um for because this sounds like a very calculated approach to gaining strength uh probably gaining muscle mass i would imagine um what about what would you say to the person that maybe hasn't they they want to start lifting but they haven't they don't have any experience they don't know how to put together a workout plan is there I don't know. Is there like a go-to resource online that that you pre- you would prefer? I know you probably write your own workout plans. Is there something out there that we can maybe point them to to say, hey, this person has really good YouTube videos, or this you know website you can generate a workout scheme? Just something super practical for someone who maybe is wanting to start. Man, um, I would say there are a ton of arenas that. 
that exists right now. So it's not just CrossFit or which is awesome. I think there that every gym has a purpose and there's a there's there's so many good things about regardless of what routine you want to do. Um, man, it's really just application. It's applying yourself. It's taking some initiative to dig a little bit and find out what you want. Um, bodybuilding.com has always been an awesome resource. They, they give away free workout programs like you wouldn't believe. All you do is click workout on there. Um, there used to be an older site that doesn't exist anymore that used to actually talk you and walk you through the exercises, which is really good, especially when you're dealing with technique and just trying to get it right. Um, if you're a beginner and this is, this is something you're looking to incorporate, the best thing you can do is just increase your activity. And so the one thing that I would push on, I, I personal trained for years at local gyms here in the Tulsa area. And the biggest thing that you can do is just increase your activity. What do you, your, your calorie intake is, is what it is right now. And that's, and that's great. If you're going to burn fat, you need to, you need to burn more calories. And so, um, without messing with your food, essentially it's just get off the couch and go walk the bleachers, go to the park. Um, it's really simple. Just take whatever your activity level is and bump it up just a little bit. And then once you do that, kind of let that fire um, grow or let that blister fester a little bit. Um, gross. Yeah, <laughs> totally gross. <laughs> and so I think what most people do in January, just because and, and I've been around it for so long, is they realize that they're not where they want to be and they jump in too deep. They, they should be in the shallow end of the pool, but they jumped in the, the, to the 12-foot deep end and and immediately they realize, oh, crud, like this is too much. They're going five days a week to the gym five, for an hour. And, and it lasts one week. Right. And they're shot. Their body is beat. And they feel sore. They hate how they feel. They're just like, hey, I'll, I'll try this again next year. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's talk a minute for about goals then. Um, because this, this plays in r right into this, you know, this topic of conversation here. H how important is it to, to set goals when you... Uh, when you initially start out, like tangible goals, is that something you advocate? Yeah, this is a, this is kind of the same thing, and so um, it's just like realizing that you're in a, you're you're not you're not happy, you're not where you want to be, and so you want to go. Um, hey, I'm gonna go to the gym five days a week. I would say start at two days a week and give yourself some time in between. Um, set a goal that's realistic that you can reach. Um, most times, especially as a uh, guys, we have a problem with our ego and with pride and we just want to jump all in because that dude's doing it and because he's doing it, I'm going to do it and I can do it. And so, um, which leads to discouragement. It leads to you folding, folding up your towel and, and, and going home and just saying, this is, this is terrible. And so, um, here's the thing. Goal setting is crucial. Um, and your goals need to be where you can see them again. Um, Habakkuk's another great reason, man, write the vision and make it plain, get it in front of you, uh, to where, um, to where it's visible, where you have to look at it every day, even if that is sitting as uh, the name on your alarm when you wake up in the morning. I've, I've done that. It's been on my mirror in the bathroom. It's been um, a post-it in my truck on my visor. Um, and most days everything lives in, in notes on my phone. And so um, here's, the good, here's the one thing to realize, though. Even once you set a goal, one, it needs to be attainable. When you do that, it, it helps you build confidence. Um, once I reach a goal, I feel good about it, and then I can set another goal. If I set a goal, you know, a, a two-year goal out in front of me that I want to accomplish in two months, I'm discouraged and I quit. Um, it might just be, hey, I want to go from uh, two days a week at 15 minutes to uh, two days a week at 25 minutes. Uh, you see a lot of this with cardio. And then, uh, then once I get from at two days and 40 minutes, then I'm going to add a third day. 
and, um, and go from there. Don't say, man, I need to be on the treadmill every day for 45 minutes, uh, six days a week. Man, you'll you'll, you'll sounds terrible. You'll quickly fall off of that. Yeah, I <laughs> fell off of that. <laughs> I, I I personally hate treadmills uh, because I don't. I'm I'm running and I'm not I'm not going anywhere. Yes, I think that's what a lot of people feel like about treadmills. <laughs> yeah, even if you put a massive TV in front of me, I still hate the treadmill. Um, I will walk on incline every now and again. Great cardio, uh, great fat burning cardio is incline, stairmaster, bleachers. Those are all great ways to keep muscle mass. And uh, and burn and burn fat. So, uh, in your in your mind, what uh, what's more important is working out or eating right, or is there is there a balance between that you have to have the two, or if you had to just pick one, what would you pick? This is so good. I feel like we could talk about this for days, but well, you've we've got, got to, we've got like fifteen minutes. You've so. got to eat right. You <laughs> have to you have to eat right. That's especially the older you get. Now, if I'm 18 years old, I can eat Snickers and frozen burritos and, and processed food all I want. But uh, when it comes down to it, God gave us one body. And am I stewarding that, that one body the very, very best? And so um, I, say, I say that to say I've got to eat right. Great abs. A great body is made at the dinner table. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. And so I've Oh, no- that's good. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. That's the truth. That's really right We're going to quote that in the show notes for sure. Um, no matter well, here's I think I think we're gonna talk about this in a little bit. Um, when it comes to your diet, most people have um, a set thing that they'll do. And uh, man, we had a guy at All Staff a while back. He said, uh, "Man, it, my wife, she's so skinny. She looks so great. She she eats like a king for breakfast and a prince for lunch and uh, a queen for dinner." <laughs> and so I had he's, he talks about this this guy that he's pastoring and he's on his team and he says. Uh, he challenged him to lose some weight, and he just he gave him the plan. And uh, he came back, and he comes back, he checks on the guy later, and, and he says, what's going on, man? You look like you're, you're not losing any weight. And he says, well, I'm, I'm eating like a king for breakfast, and I'm eating like a uh, uh, prince for lunch. <laughs> I'm eating like a queen for dinner. But he says, about 1030 at night, this voice inside of my head says, long live the king. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people do that. It's just like, man, right before bed, I should probably have a bowl of ice cream or I should probably have the rest of those brownies or, or whatever it is, or I should probably have the leftovers from dinner. And so really the later you eat at night, the worse it is for you. And, and I justified this for years to say, well, it's just going to fuel my morning workout. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> that's not it, the case. That's, that's not the truth. <laughs> and so if you're believing that right now, that's a little your, devil on your shoulder. Yeah, shine that, that thought, shine it. <laughs> And so, so is there um, like a time, like a time you say you probably shouldn't eat past this time, or does it depend on when you go to sleep? Or I think we've we've all heard that. And so I'll take you through a typical typical day's meals for me. I wake up, I have oatmeal and eggs for breakfast. I've done that again. This is going to sound simple and very very structured, but I've had oatmeal and eggs for breakfast for almost twenty years, every <laughs> oh my single gosh. day. Um, if you'll eat for performance as opposed to taste, you're going to set yourself up to win. And so uh, when you realize that. Um, one, you've got a big day in front of you, and you need fuel in your body to do that. And once you realize that once you don't have the proper nutrients in your body, that your body burns muscle for fuel as opposed to carbohydrates or fat, then you'll realize right now, well, I'm, I'm busting my tail to gain muscle or to tone up or to look better, and I'm not even consuming the proper amount of nutrients. And because I'm not doing that, my body's eating muscle at a rate that I can't comprehend and so um, the oatmeal is a great thing in the morning. It's brown carbohydrates tend to burn slow. Uh, sample brown carbohydrates are oatmeal, um, brown rice, 
whole wheat pasta, sweet potatoes. Those are my four that, that I kind of hang out with. Um, white carbs are going to burn fast. Obviously, you know what white carbs are, sugar, sugar, salt, flour, anything white. Um, the best time to consume white carbohydrates would be first thing in the morning to boost your insulin levels or post-workout to replace the carbs that you burn. Most people think when they work out, the first thing you do is to take a protein shake. And I would tell you that's the second thing. The first thing you need to do is replace your carbohydrates. You burn energy while you work out. Your energy stores are your carbohydrates. And so replace carbs first, pro second. That will ensure you replace your energy stores and your body can take that protein and repair the muscle or build the muscle that you're trying to gain. So, um, okay, so from breakfast, then we go to a midday snack. A midday snack is, um, is a pro shake for me and a green apple. Uh, lunch uh, right now, to be honest with you, is, is a lot of chipotle. Uh, or leftovers from my wife and then the same thing midday snack is a pro bar or a pro shake with a green apple and then dinner at night um, Right now my wife has uh, three nights a week that we kind of stray away from we get off the beaten path where she can make whatever she wants to she's a phenomenal cook and uh, so Sunday Tuesday Thursday she can make whatever she wants Thursday's our date night and so we're gonna go out to eat tonight so it's, we're pretty sure we're not gonna eat like fish and rice that right. night. So, <laughs> right um, splurge a little bit but those structured nights we are eating uh, like I said we're gonna taper our carbs toward toward the evening uh, we're gonna eat before seven o'clock and we're gonna have uh, chicken or fish most of the time we'll have beef once maybe twice a week uh, our vegetables are always green it's green beans broccoli uh, sweet peas, squash, and zucchini, and then uh, obviously those brown carbs, sweet potatoes, brown rice, whole wheat pasta. That's good. So oh. it sounds like, and this is, I think this is a crucial, crucial uh, mindset shift, is that you look at food as fuel first. Yes. And not just, I have to love the taste of everything, and that's what it's about, and I'm, you know. I tell it, you what to solve, that's a good fast. You get on a good 21-day fast where you like fast sugar, and dairy for 21 days, you'll approach your diet in a different way and you realize you don't need that stuff. So I love sweet tea. Sweet tea just calls my name. Uh, <laughs> we just got out of a 21-day challenge, and I've had uh, two glasses of sweet tea since then. I had one actually right before I got here, my second one. <laughs> and it's just not as good anymore, and I realize that my body doesn't need it. I'll say this. Once you, once you actually discipline yourself, it's just self-discipline. It's, it's the choices that you make. And so uh, once you actually figure out that, hey, I'm – my body doesn't like this, that this is not good for me. I feel sluggish or this, a great example is this, is um, the average energy, energy drink has the equivalent of two bear claw donuts in it, okay? And so if wow. you know what a bear, yeah, it's massive. That's like, it's a lot of sugar. That's crazy. And so the buzz you get from that is typically not from the caffeine, it's from the sugar. That's why you crash so hard. So we're talking like monsters, monsters, Red Bull, you name it. That's, that's typical. Don't you, okay, so the average... Energy drink, say that again, has, has the equivalent of two <laughs> bear claw donuts worth of sugar in it. I would rather have the bear claws, I think, <laughs> if I had I'm to I'm in choose. that wagon, too. I'd rather have the maple long john. If oh, man, <laughs> maple long john. That's what I, we, I, me and me and Dan have a joke that uh, we call it maple longies. <laughs> Ooh, come on. That's a quick trip, maple longie. If I, you're in I would love to have a maple longie every day. I might have three a year. Um, <laughs> it really has to be has, has to be the urge. That's so good. Let me let me throw a couple of these things out there. Yeah, um, man, fried food's extremely unhealthy for you. Um, the 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 grease that fried food is fried in, um, nobody knows where it goes. There's no like there's no scientific proof of where it lands. 
I do know this, that if, if you were wanted to, to say I'm eating French fries, I'm going to discourage a lot of people right now. <laughs> say I go hammer some French fries. Um, to burn the grease out of my system that, that those fries were cooked in, my body would have to heat up to 170 degrees to get that out of my system. That's never going to happen because, right. because we die way before that. And so um, that freaked me out about 15 years ago, and I don't eat fried foods ever. Just because wow. that means that grease, when grease gets cold, you know what it does? It thickens up and it sticks to your arteries or whatever. Yeah. Then, then we have health issues later on. Again, you have one body. How are you stewarding it? And so uh, pre-prepared foods are disgusting for you. I'm not going to tell you where I had this, but I had a case of bread given to me from a local, from a local gas station. And uh, it's whole grain, all natural. I'm like, okay, that's great. And I look at the box, and the expiration date on it was uh, six years. It had, it had a six-year shelf life. <laughs> oh, my. And I thought, what is this? Like, there's, there's no, no, I don't want this. You can just put that in the trash because I'm not, like, I, what's, what says that last six years? I don't care if it is in a freezer. When you say pre-prepared, are you talking just processed? Yeah, frozen pizzas, the- frozen pizzas, man, as much as I hate to say it, sneaking pizza rolls. Um <laughs> Sorry, Totino. Pre prepackaged sandwiches is sandwiches, um, man, in that in that vein. Uh, fast food. Uh, if you take the S out of fast food, you get fat food. That's typically what you're gonna get. It's a lot of process, a lot of like you don't even know what's in that. And so um, there is there's always gonna be a time you're gonna have to have a fast food. It's 2017, we're on the run, everybody's busy, we've got you know nine nine trillion things going on, and so uh, do your research um, and find out what the healthy fast foods are. Everybody has their place, like uh, Chick-fil-A or um, who if, knows. If you had to list like a top top three to five, like if you have to eat fast food, just to get super practical here, if you have to eat fast food, this might be a, a better option than starving or eating, you know, McDonald's. The easy answer here is salad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but uh, Taco Bell used to have a great menu. Uh, that was actually a, it was a it was a fresh menu. They don't have that anymore. Uh, but the chicken ranchero soft taco at Taco Bell is the healthiest thing on their menu. The next thing to that, um, you you go grilled stuffed burrito and you can specialize it so you can cut anything out of there you want. Um, which I didn't realize that until like two months ago. It changed my life. <laughs> you can get triple chicken if you want, which is great. Um, taco Bell has been the one that I've stuck to. Um, a lot of the places are going to be salads. Um, Wendy's is a baked potato. Uh, McDonald's is is the chicken salad. Um, man, I haven't looked at this list in quite a while. I have this list, and so I can I can. Yeah, if you could, if you have it and you, you you have this list somewhere, send it to us, and we'll post it on the show notes okay. at creativesheep.org. It'll be posted. That'll be great. Um, so, I mean, obviously you eat very you know, it's very clean. Uh, but what is your thoughts on cheat days, cheat meals? Do you think those are healthy? Do you think you should just cold turkey and never, never, you know, indulge in anything? What are your okay. thoughts on that? So I think we're all guilty of the cheat meal, even though, regardless of how we want to justify it. I would, I would say this back to you. You asked me what my goals were right now. My, my activity level has decreased quite a bit over the last two years because I'm pastoring. I'm not up and around, you know, four teams a day. And so um, with my activity level decreasing, that means my calories had to decrease also. So I am still actually trying to find that sweet spot for me and what my diet looks like, what my, my nutrition looks like. Um, but once, once I get that under wraps, I've, I've got the morning routine actually down now, which I really feel, I feel confident about uh, where we're going and what's happening with that. So um, cheat meals, 
are exactly what they are, cheat meals. I think a lot of people have cheat days <laughs> where it's like, hey, man, it's Saturday. Let's go have ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> it's and a cheat day, man. It's Whatever. cheat day. <laughs> well, you cannot recover from a cheat day. Um, a cheat meal is actually really good for you. And so... Um, you're talking like mentally or just like uh, physically? It's like both for you. Both. It's a, it's a reward mentally. Physically, it'll boost your metabolism if you're being honest. If you're going, you know, six and a half or six and three quarter days of eating right, um, man, it's that's been a great thing for me and Heather, my wife. It's just to say, hey, Thursday night when we go out, it's a reward because we've we've held to our plan. That's um, good all week long. And so, uh, what what a cheat meal will do for you for your inside is just it'll kick your it'll kick your body into overdrive to where. Oh man, I'm I'm getting all these other things right now, and it'll, it'll actually give you a boost. It'll kickstart. Huh. Uh, it'll it'll kickstart you, especially if you're hitting plateaus or peaks where you're not losing much weight or you haven't gained weight in a while. I would say this: most people who are trying to gain muscle or to gain gain lean body mass, uh, they they cheat meal a lot more often than they think. They'll admit. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like um, we don't have much more time, but so we need to wrap up. But it sounds like through all this conversation. It's just being intentional and having a plan That's and it. sticking to it and, and, and considering your body, just like you consider your, your mental health and your spiritual health, yeah. um, is, is, is considering having a plan and, and executing a plan for your physical health. Yeah. So that is our, that's what we are, we're trying to motivate anybody listening to this to, to, to take, start taking steps. So, so final, kind of final question. Let's say um, you're talking to someone who's, I mean, this has not been a priority in their life. And yeah. they, maybe they're, I mean, watching a lot of just TV and, and they're just eating a lot of sweets and this is like total, like not even on their radar. And what's, what would you say to that person to get started and to just, just, just to start taking steps in that direction? Man, um, I'll, to lead into that, it's easy to eat a whole bag of Doritos sitting in your recliner, you know? And so eliminate snacks, like stop snacking so much. Well, I'm sitting here, so I need to do something. What am I going to do? That was me and sweet tea. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here, so I just need to have that sweet tea. Well, you really don't. And so uh, whatever that snack is that you think, ah, I just, I'm just going to have a few chips, and you end up, um, that's the biggest thing. Man, it's, it's, it's essentially calories burned versus calories consumed. Um, if you'll wake up in the morning realizing that, I'll say this. When you wake up in the morning, you're, you're waking up from a, from a six-hour fast, an eight-hour fast. Uh, that's the best time to hydrate. Uh, most of your most body aches and, and muscle cramps and headaches come from dehydration. Stay hydrated. Nobody's drinking enough water right now. Drink water. That's going to play into your success. Uh, water. Then your exercise is going to be huge. There's two types of exercise. There's physical activity and there's cardio. You have to figure out what, what works best for you. Um, from that is your nutrition. Are you eating right? Are you eating smart? Our proportions in America are messed up. They're way too big. Uh, make sure your proportion size is right. And then your rest. If you'll realize that um, that your rest period is is twice as important as all the other, then that's going to set you up to succeed. You repair yourself. You grow. You renew. You your body restores, repairs itself when you sleep. And so, getting accurate sleep is great. I talked about it a little bit earlier, man. Just being able to get off of uh, the iPad or the iPhone at night and go to sleep uh, is a, is a huge part of your success. So. Sleeping well is going to end up making you wake up refreshed and ready to go. That's, that's part of the reason I wake up excited about my quiet time right now is I'm rested and I'm, and I'm ready to rock. And so uh, the last thing of that is accountability. You have to be accountable. That's why you get somebody to work out with. 
Um, if not, who's going to call you when you hit the snooze button? Who's right. going to hold you to the fire to say, hey, man, are, are, did you, how was sleep last night? Did you sleep good? Um, what what did you guys have for dinner? Did you, did you, did you slam a, a whole pizza by yourself, or were you guys were you guys were you guys legit? So, um, that yeah, that's it. That I would say is a huge aspect of this whole thing is accountability because I know I've tried to I've tried to even just work out on my own and it never is for me anyway. It does not work. Like I have to have someone that I work out with and yeah. that, that I'm that I'm accountable to in that way. Uh, but this has been an awesome conversation, Dusty. Real quick uh, before we. Finish up. I want to do a uh, little get to know you segment we call Rapid Fire. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions, uh, and uh, you haven't seen these questions. Nope. And he's just, uh, you got a fire from the hip. Uh, that's why it's called Rapid Fire. And uh, so, are you ready for this? I think so. Okay. Uh, so, what is your go to sweet treat? That's good. Go to sweet treat uh, right now is sweet tea. But in a former life, uh, I'm a cookie guy. I like chocolate chip cookies. They've got to be, be made right. I, uh, I worked at Subway in high school for a year and a half. Opened two Subways. It's, oh. It's just You needed to know that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. So I learned how to bake a good cookie to pull it out of the oven just before it, before it, it, you know, it kind of made the transformation from soft to hard. Oh, that's so, so I love, good. I love a soft, good cookie. Me too. And Heather just... Heather executes that to perfection. So would you say, were, were you a sandwich artist? I was a sandwich artist. I had the polo that had the, I had the polo. This is back in the late 90s, man. So polo with the visor. And it was, it was legit. That's awesome. Okay, next question. Who's your favorite celebrity fitness guru? There's so many, there's so many people out there. Who's <laughs> your favorite? Who's your, I mean, you, you like The Rock, you like Arnold, like what, who's, uh, who's, I'm, who's I'm a humongous Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Yeah. Huge, huge. So did you watch like Expendables three or one through five or however many there are? Uh, I saw the first one, and I don't even know if he was in that. <laughs> I don't think he was. I don't think he's in the first one. Saw so the first one. Uh, I'm old school Arnold, so um, man, you name it. Total Run, Recall's Running Man. Yeah, Running Man. <laughs> um, Terminator is Terminator is okay, uh, but even before that, he there's a there's a video he has he has out it's called pumping iron it's it's one of my all-time favorite favorite dvds i can watch it on sunday and go to sleep every day of the week. <laughs> that's uh definitely unique to you i think i don't know of anyone else that, that could do that uh pumping what, iron to me is like point break for the <laughs> other people <laughs> is that the surfing movie or with rocky. keanu, yeah. keanu reeves <laughs> or rocky yeah rocky's on we gotta watch it yeah point break i think it's the first time i've ever had a point break <laughs> reference on the leadership podcast you're welcome uh, next one what's your favorite book on leadership Oh my gosh. Um, Start With Why is a phenomenal book. I'm going through it for the third time right now. Uh, Leaders Eat Last is a great book. Um, man, there's a good one. There's a good version study out right now called Visioneering. It's by Andy Stanley. Um, Communicating for Change, Andy Stanley. Oh man. I said book. You've uh, listed five. Or sorry. So. <laughs> good okay. leaders. I'll tell you this. If you like Maxwell, good leaders ask great questions. It is just full of great stuff. I use it. I use that. I don't use that book, but I use several questions from that book to lead my team right now. It's really good. That's awesome. Uh, and this last one, this is uh, probably the most formal question I have on here. What do you bench, bro? Oh, man. <laughs> this is such a terrible... See, this is th- this is that the part of my life where I'm at, so I'm not a meathead anymore. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't bench much. Um... Okay, well, let's, let's say this. What was like what? What's the most you've ever benched? 
the most I've ever benched is 585. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, That's like three of me. Here, let's let's just keep this going. The most I've ever hit, um, I've benched 405 for 11. I've benched 315 for 33. I've benched 225. For, uh, reps, that is? Yeah. I've uh, benched 225 for 52, and I've never even played with 185 or 135. <laughs> Hold but on. I, 225, but, which is two plates on either side. Yeah. You, how many times? 52. What do they do like at combines? But, like what? Don't isn't that what the, the uh, weight that they? Like, yeah. What, they, what, what do they average? Like what's the football I average? You, NFL I used to player? have I used to have this guy that I really looked up to. I really liked, and at the combine he only did two twenty five nine times, and I stopped following <laughs> following him that day. I stopped. You're like I can do five times. That. Like, what What are we doing here? This guy's an NFL. This is an NFL player. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> those, but I was also weighing three hundred nine pounds then too. So when you weigh that much, you should be able to press that much. It's really not that impressive when you think uh, what's that's, more impressive is guys who impressive. weigh you know 180 pounds and they're benching 225 that's that's pretty impressive so well this has been an awesome conversation dusty um if anyone wants to get in touch with you uh how can they how can they find you um i live on i i live the most on twitter um i'm not great at checking my feed uh but um i'll say this i use twitter just to help people yep if i read something in the morning um, that motivates me or speaks to me. That's what I'm going to throw out. And I'm I'm am on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. They're all three linked together. And so, but I, I and what speak, is the name? I speak from Twitter. Dusty Otis, just at Dusty Otis. Awesome. Well, Dusty, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Hey, man, thanks. Been a pleasure. Loved it. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Leadership Podcast today. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, we'd ask that you would share it. Uh, Again, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. And if you want to do a little bit more of a deep dive into this subject matter, you can check out the show notes at creativesheep.org. This this episode is, well, all these episodes are brought to you by Creative Sheep, and that's our website, creativesheep.org. So check us out there. And uh, yeah, specifically for today's episode, Dusty put together some helpful lists, and we post those on our show notes. Uh, He put together a sample grocery list. Like if if you're just the type of person that's like, I don't want to do the research myself. I just want, just give me a list. I'm going to go pick up the stuff that you tell me to. You can find that at at the show notes. And also he put together, this is super cool, a list of healthy fast food options. So if you absolutely have to eat fast food, he has, he's done the research. He listed out how many calories and all the stats on a particular item at these fast food restaurants. And so you can find both those things at the the show notes at creativesheep.org. Once again, thanks so much for listening. If you have uh, a question, if you want to hit us up online, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at creative underscore sheep. Uh, We will talk to you soon. And of course, we will see you next week. Farewell.